Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It is 7.24 Eastern Standard Time, Newburyport time, and mm-hmm. I've got to say that this is a historic moment is unfolding in our house right now as our kids are attempting to bring their back-to-school supplies from the car to the room that supposedly is being cleaned because um, I've never seen so many items in my life, <clears throat> ever, and we spent $400 on school supplies for the kids. Incredible! I felt at some points I felt dizzy in Walmart, and then by the time <laughs> we got to Staples, I was just out of my mind. The kids were taking we, bets on how much of the stuff we, you would we get made, through before it, you had it, a panic attack. There are still odds and ends here that, that I don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, Crayola, twistable, erasable, mini <laughs> crayons are a thing now. Apparently, who the freak knew? I can tell you mm-hmm. what: we had no gargantuan back to school night when I was a kid. We certainly had no list. Um, I, I remember going to, to Toys R Us, grabbing a Trapper Keeper, being excited about pens and paper clips mm-hmm. and a little pencil box, etc. I love back to and school that supplies. Was, I know you did, obviously. Else. <laughs> I mean, you were st- stuck, uh, isolated all summer. You, you know, no math club, no no uh, trigonometry. I was thrilled. I was with my books all summer. Well, um, and. So this was, I mean, this is freaking horrendous. What a racket, though. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the only My part- favorite is, do like, Do I have all to bring the- all, like, when I go to the RMV, do I have to bring the equipment for them, too? <laughs> like, the printers and things? It, this is remarkable. <laughs> well, that's my favorite part of the school supply list every year is, like, then it goes, like, multiple boxes of tissues, hand wipes, mm-hmm. hand sanitizer, paper towels, <laughs> like, all yeah, the like, things Yeah, what did you guys do class? without us? I don't get, I don't, I do not get that. It's freaking but you know that that's a totally propaganda. It's made to manipulate and make you feel. You see, see how tight things are. So next time mm-hmm. that override comes, you better vote for that override. Exactly. That's well, what it's about. Yeah, it is so pathetic. But it's four hundred dollars, and this is what this is how this is going to play out. Oh, well, no, it's this funny. Is gonna, this is how this is going to play out. It is. We just spent four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, in a month from now, they're going to be. Uh, they're going to make the mask. You're going to yank them out of school, and we're going to have our. In the school will be sitting our $400 worth of supplies. In the school will be sitting our tax money, our property tax money. Mm-hmm. And in our house will be sitting our kids. <laughs> and, yeah, well, don't worry, because first I'll try civil disobedience and sending them without giving them any masks to bring with them to school right, right. Oh, every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. First we'll try that as a method of protest. Right. Because that's... What that 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 will be our first attempt to fight back against the system. But then, yes, yeah. I will take them out of school if there's a problem. Can I do but... a brief aside based on a t- text message I just got? Sure. Tucker sat down with Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban to discuss the state of the war in Ukraine. Can he leave us alone about like all these people, all these uh, you know Eastern European dictators we love? Just leave me alone. I don't care about Viktor Orban. So it- you and I talked about this a bit, though, and I think part of what he's doing is 
I think he is trying to do something different from his Fox show because it probably helps him legally in his um, case that he's allowed to do Tucker on Twitter and that it's not competitive, doesn't break his contract. I guess so. You know what I mean? Like... Because so. it's a different animal than I want to go right back his... to right back to what is the school supply thing that you had that you loved most? Um, Including I, any of the kind of things that we bought today. I loved different types of pens, um, especially oh, there were these pens when I was in middle school that were amazing. Um, they were called Jelly Roll pens. They were by a company called Sakura. Like mm -hmm. cherry blossom, the mm -hmm. Japanese cherry blossom. And they came in all kinds of colors, like metallic and sparkly. And those were just amazing. I had a lot of those. And like. So far, this is all the wrong answer. <laughs> okay. I love graph paper. I love graph paper. 1978. Graph paper makes me happy. 19, I would draw Fibonacci okay. spirals. Okay, all the nerdy on it. stuff that's not fun. Okay. You liked. Okay. 1900, Protractors. 1900, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Compass. 1978, Alice, you would have seen one Thomas Winchaddock going to Washington School in Winchester, Massachusetts mm -hmm. with a brand spanking new. I actually slept with it in my bed. Um, Star Wars lunchbox. Mm. None of my stuff was academic that I liked. <laughs> I then followed that up later with a Dukes of Hazard lunchbox, which featured a Confederate flag on the General Lee. You car. realize that's a hate symbol. I know, I know. Um, and and we went to Washington School, who owned slaves, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, then certainly the Trapper Keeper played big into that. That was that was huge. Trapper Keeper was for me because I didn't do any real schoolwork. <laughs> Trapper Keeper was like a thing that everybody had. It, it was a cool thing, like in '85. You just get one in scientific calculators. We didn't. I don't know. How else. I never got that. Which reminds me, as a matter of fact, because this is my. This is our graduation gift mm -hmm. from the class of 1991. I assume I have uh, class president and Tom Shattuck ally and friend Jeff Russo to thank. Great guy. Mm -hmm. Jeff Russo is one of these guys who, um, who, who was um, when he was 17, he looked like he was 37, and now that he's 50, he still looks like he's 37. Oh. He like he he's he looks like great, and the rest of us have just rotted. <laughs> But this is the Tom Shattuck Winchester High School class of 1991. Here, okay. I because uh, and all the names are in the back here. Mm -hmm. Because of three or four of the names on the back that should have been on the back dropped off, I believe that put me dead last in this class academically. Not because I was stupid, because I, I had no use for school. But and that reminds me, if I saw a name on here, name Alan Park. Okay. Alan Park was a. He was a great guy. He lived up the street from me, near, next, to, next to Russo, as a matter of fact. I mean, in that area. He lived up the street from me. Really smart guy. I loved Alan. He was a great guy. He had um, Mark Hamill hair. So I was oh. I was like, this is... You kind of did when you were little, too. I did. And then God smote me, and that was it. But, <laughs> but Alan Park, and I... But he was a really smart kid. He was the weird, like, kid my parents loved mm -hmm. because he was very social, outgoing to them, so they could speak to him like an adult level. But while I was like mouth breathing and eating bugs outside, <laughs> um, and and but he was also like a A plus, all A's. Alan Park, he was mm -hmm. just a really smart guy. And I saw his name on there the other day when I got I just brought this back from Vermont, and and I saw his name on there, and I um I thought that's Al why is Alan Park's name on this? It's like I don't think Alan Park graduated. With us, like I did not see him in my in my years at Winchester High. I just didn't. So, and then it hit me. Alan and I were vastly different classes, and even wings of the school. You never saw him because he was in smart classes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yes. yes. And your school wasn't even that big, but there that was like that at my high school too. It was yeah. extremely stratified by what classes you were taking. Oh yeah. I was I in all the same classes with the same people. And then even the classes that are technically mixed together, like gym class, because everybody was in like AP biology at the same time, because there was like one section of AP biology or whatever, that meant that 
all those people ended up, you still ended up having gym class with all those same people because your schedules were like the same, you know? So there was only so much availability for time slots. So yeah, there were kids in my, although my school was really big too. My school had like 450 kids in our graduating class. So yeah, there were like, I graduated with people that I've like never heard of that I never met. So, you know. So yeah, it's not interesting. And like, I, I didn't see him for those years. <laughs> he was and, gone. Right. He was gone. He was, in, in other words, much like Starship Troopers, they separated us. Yeah. He was going to do what Duke Housie was. School. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to be a grunt. But not only that, but I don't remember seeing him like in gym. And I had to take a lot of gyms because I went to Austin Prep for a couple of years. So I had to make up gym class. Like, I didn't see him. Did they like make sure that I didn't sully him with like, they keep, they, did they keep, steerage away from the elites i don't think they necessarily were doing it on purpose but it's just a byproduct of what happens when you split up the classes which is why towns like cambridge now are like eliminating algebra in middle school and like trying to get rid of more um like advanced classes because the more advanced classes you offer the more kids will be separated from each other Mm. and you know it's it's tough because you know, from a public policy standpoint, it's tough because all the data that we have about how students perform in school shows that the um, the students on the lower end of the spectrum do better when they're in a class with smarter kids. But the smarter kids don't do better. Yes. No. <laughs> so, yeah. so you really are. And it really is one of those scenarios where like somebody has to lose out like it is better for the kids who aren't as advanced to be around the more advanced kids but it's way better for the more advanced kids to be in an advanced class where they can move at a pace that's more appropriate to what they need to know so somebody has to lose that exchange like you either have to move the smart kids into a class where they can learn new stuff or you have to trap them with the kids who are moving more slowly who it benefits those so that must be like there must be like 30 of the smartest kids in my class that you've never met. No, no, uh, I, I've <laughs> met, but they must be like, "Wow, whatever happened to Tom Shattuck? He disappeared in like 1989. We <laughs> never saw him again." And they saw me on this cup, and they're like, "Shattuck graduated with us? I didn't think he went there anymore." <sighs> my goodness, maybe I'll reach out to uh, AP Allen Park. Take up where um, we left off. So I have another fun back to school story for us, uh, this time at the collegiate level. My alma mater is in the news today. I did see this. Uh, oh, I did, I did see this. I sent this to us too, you know. Oh, you did? Yes. Um, well, I sent us each of the news wraps. These are really, did you watch any of the videos? I saw on Twitter somebody um, protesting. Okay, but so I, I sent you these videos um, because the videos are great of them interviewing the students protesting here. So it is move-in day at Tufts University today. And um, as you know, well, you wouldn't know, Tom, but um, as our what listeners might know, uh, the residence, halls, I, the residence know? halls at universities have what is called a uh, resident uh, assistant. Yes, Supple was an RA. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're aware of this phenomenon. I'm aware. A very distraught, upset friend of hers needed a shoulder to cry on um one night she told me over the phone Mm -hmm. um and and then and she was very upset and she said that he made a pass at her she said calling me from hartford while i was in boston now what does that actually translate to else she hooked up with somebody and she felt bad correct correct okay um so what were her responsibilities like as an ra because I found it to be, when I was at Tufts, I was not an RA, but I was aware of the RAs. It seemed like that she was supposed to be a support animal for people. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, you kind of like help out the newbies and, you know, tell them where to go and, you know, what to do and crack down if people are doing crazy things in the dorm. And you're sort of like the, the boss of the students from amongst the students. Now, how was uh, Supple compensated for being an RA? Because I think there were certain benefits she got, like something on the food plan, maybe, or something. Yeah, so when I was there, it was you got free room and board. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was it. And um, and that, and so, you know, there was, we should do an all-you-can-eat podcast all about the dining halls at Tufts, because 
Tufts was actually like known for this amongst the schools in the area for like having really fantastic high-end dining halls. We had like an ice cream sundae bar, like mm. it was all kinds of stuff. Anyway, so you would get, you know, they're giving you more food in your meal plan. They're giving you, you know, you get to live there for free, which is not nothing. Right. And, you know, you you choose to do it. Like nobody makes anybody be an RA. Right. You choose to be an RA. However, nowadays, RAs have decided that the college is exploiting their labor. Right. <laughs> and so the RAs at Tufts have unionized. Now on seven. Move in mayhem at Tufts University today. Resident assistants going on strike as students return to campus. They want to be paid in addition to free room and board. We have Seven's Michael Yoshida live for us at Tufts in Medford with all the details on how it's going out there today. Michael. And at this point, move in day continues here at Tufts University. You can see the trucks, some of the welcoming balloons, but one different thing this year no resident and assistants there on strike as their union continues to push the university to give them financial compensation for their work. Their Marching work. for change on the campus of Tufts University. Tufts! Marching for change. Residents assistants chanting and picketing, calling for a cash stipend in addition to free room and board. Well, it's time to pay us like they say they appreciate us. Tuesday's strike happening during one of the university's move-in days. We're told around 600 students moving in without the help. Do they not know that they're not important in the world? <laughs> no, no, and nobody made you be an RA. Right? There's no like. You're using if you us. By the way, we if, don't pay. If you don't, wait, like, you're not paying us. If you don't like the compensation, the room and board at Tufts is freaking expensive. It's a huge part of your expense of being there. So they are paying. How about the, the administration today? Say that. Okay, you'll get. We'll pay you from now on, and you just pay us rent. Yeah, I mean they should. Above resident assistance. I don't know what it would be like with an RA, so I'm doing pretty well just on my own i have noticed the lack of ras yes <laughs> what difference has it made nothing so far <laughs> the ras here tell me this <laughs> yeah. isn't just about does that make day. your it's strike about... more or less effective when the customers of your service that you provide don't notice that you're not helping all the other work they do throughout the semester to support students here on campus there are many schools within the nescac actually that get room board and stipend and what's the nescac the New England Small College Athletic Conference. Ugh. We are Tufts is continuing to call themselves. I hate college kids. I hate the. I hate these kids. Ugh. It's not their fault. I mean, the school and everybody told them that all this is legitimate. Well, yeah, yeah. They, there's no doubt about that. They created these dumb little radicals. Like it's not their fault that they believe everything that the college fed them. You get to go to Tufts, a nice Ivy. It's not an Ivy League school, but nice Ivy buildings. You know, it looks like a, a quintessential campus. It's very mm -hmm. pretty at there, um, and you get to ha live in that tranquil um, existence. And we're going to let you make pretend that you're a revolutionary, and we're going to um, pretend that we're taking you seriously. Right. Oh. Oh, a leader in inclusion and diversity and caring for its students and workers. But if it's a leader, it should show it by compensating us fairly. Tufts responding, sending seven. I will say, first of all, these all of these useless, zillennial, lazy, soft losers are useless humans to me. I have no <laughs> thing for them. That said, many of them are getting ripped off. Certainly. Oh, yeah. By even like that's what they should be pissed off about. It's that it. They should be pissed off that, yes, they're making the, this. The college is letting you make pretend that you matter, but they're also charging the hell out of you for it. Of course. So be pissed off at other things too. But this guy, if that's another reason why you tell me, if you tell me that I have to pay his student loan debt so that he's getting paid anyway, but I have to pay him because he's not going to like his degree. After the school encourages him to F around for four years, and he does. News a statement saying in part, <clears throat> as we have gone through the bargaining process, we have benchmarked what our peer institutions offer resident assistance. We believe that a room and board plan both aligns with our core values as an institution and is in line with best practices and industry standards across higher education. Even them putting out a press release. Nice try. Good luck, guys. This You made these stupid little revolutionaries. Right, but even putting out that press release is is them showing the students, look, as you pay us 80 grand a year, 
You're so tough and important that we've had to put out a statement. Ooh. It should be at least room and board, but it's just room. And it's only a room credit. So for us, a financial stipend is critical because 70% of RAs are on financial aid and work. Everybody at these schools is on financial aid, except a very... So you're already getting help already. You're already getting free money already. Yes. And a lot of it is grant money. Right. You know what? You know what's near Tufts? There's a little place named Davis Square, and you know what they're looking for over there? People to work in yes, correct. restaurants, bars, everywhere like that? That's correct. Go right ahead. There's plenty <laughs> of jobs around. Yeah, nobody <laughs> makes what? you be an RA. Tufts also famously did not pay the, at least at the time I was there, the Tufts EMS, a lot of which was pre-med students, and I couldn't figure out why anybody would do that job for free. It was a volunteer job just for experience. If you like vomit, I guess. Yeah. If you like getting people with alcohol poisoning out of frats at two in the morning, then you would do that for free, which boggled my mind. They must be paying them now. I would have to think nobody would do that for free now. Like, I mean, who knows what kind of credit you're getting? Or did they have to put hours in maybe? Maybe that's it. I have no idea. But yeah, are on financial aid and work two or more jobs. Yeah. What's most important is just at least having some sort of economic consideration. They've gone to Tufts multiple times. Asked for Joel Amelaide. Who wants the economic consideration? Mm -hmm. No, no. You want economic consideration without having to put any effort in. That's what you want. Right. And without, with, with all the instant gratification you could ever want. Mm -hmm. I want to be on track for my degree right now, immediately right now. I want the discounted degree. I want the RA um, benefits as well with my discounted degree and all the free stuff I'm getting. And I want to get paid as well. And I want all that now. I need to have that now. I'm not willing to do anything for me to do it. But you're right. The student, the, the school has convinced them that they're important. And so now the school is forced to act <laughs> as if they're important. Any, some, any sort of stipend, any sort of economic price, they haven't given us any. The school says they'll continue to negotiate and hope both sides can reach an equitable agreement. Equitable. And throughout the day, the RAs, they've continued to pick it in the middle of campus while also marching throughout campus. They are holding an event later this evening. They're expecting to have even... Is that the Naked Quad run? Is that, is that still <laughs> no, a thing? I, can't. I don't know if it's still a thing. It was when I was there. You did it, right? No. Alice? No. I spent every you weekend... absolutely When I was that. there, I went home every Friday at noon. If you have pictures of Alice in 2007 doing worked. the Naked Quad run... Um, send those to approximately tom.chattuck at odyssey.com. Mm -hmm. I worked until 11 p.m. At, at the Boston Sports Club in Lexington until 11 p.m. And then the next day on Saturday morning from 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. And then 5 a.m. to so like long. usually 5 so p.m. on Sunday. Uh, well, usually I would I would lifeguard in the morning from like 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. And then I would teach swim lessons mm -hmm. in the middle of the day. And then I would go back to lifeguarding in the afternoon. Yeah. The HR department looked into me because they were concerned about the shifts. They didn't believe they thought someone was scamming the payroll system. And the vice president for the Medford City Council there in support of them out to see more information. God, spoiled American kids. Meanwhile, down the street in Boston, total Total. Uh, all these thugs and punks around mm -hmm. Boston. The Caribbean is, Festival. I am no, it's, but it's not. The Caribbean Festival is off the beaten path from Brownstone, Boston. This is in Boston, Boston. This right. is in what Tom Shadow considers the good areas of Boston. Um, and just beating people down in the streets. Um, right where this is the tourist areas. So this was something that Boston has been spared from, usually. And there's a huge brawl and beat down in the North End. And it's just groups of people either just getting in huge brawls or just ganging up on one person, ripping them off, sucker punching, etc. And you know what? You wanted it. I'm. I had. I was. I lived there in the golden era. Mm -hmm. I live right in the middle of it. You didn't have to worry about any of this stuff happening. But this is what happens. You wanted this, progressives. Enjoy it. Mwah. I love it. I think it's great. I hope that the the police bring in the riot gear, riot police from the 1970s. If you want to clean it up, let them carry billy clubs and go to town. They don't I, want to clean it up. The lefties running the city don't want to clean yeah, it up. Yeah, the city councilors don't want to clean it up. But this is happening everywhere. I just talked to a guy in Philly today who said it's happening all over his place, too. He's got a, he's lives there. He's got a contract. He's got to work there for a couple of years. And he said it's totally different than it was. Who ate all the cookies? We all ate all the cookies. I didn't have any cookies. Okay, we're not doing this right now, though. We're in the middle of the podcast. Anson, there's more cookies in the world. 
Okay, don't sweat it. But you to you to leave cookies around here, assuming that they're not going to be eaten, is not a sound policy. Did you have cookies, Alice? Yes, I did have cookies. Everybody had cookies. Uh, not, not everybody didn't have him. cookies. You didn't have cookies. Thomas Shattuck didn't have cookies. But the one that came in here and asked what happened to the cookies did have cookies. Yes. As did the rest of them, as did I. So yes. there's there not found. Um, are you done with the RAs? Because that first news wrap that I sent to was good also. Okay, let the me very, see. The, there was like three oh, different ones that I sent up. and Hours the first ago. one Days ago. was good too. Because I'm still so blown away by it, the idea that like something that's sort of just an even exchange where it's like if you kind of, you know, keep everybody in line a little bit, we'll give you your room for free has turned into like... I mean, like, do they think it's a career? Like, what do they think? Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's 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 opening up here. This is NBC Boston. Okay. Yeah, but a bunch of them did it. They're covering it. I'm RAs, sure resident assistants, at the school. They're on strike as if moving day wasn't crazy enough already. Right. NBC 10's Manash Kongori <laughs> live oh. for us in Medford this morning. Manash, how's the moving going out there? I don't even think this well, is can... the first one I sent. It's the one with the blonde girl. Blonde girl? Oh, wait, no, that's what I just played. It started with the blonde girl, didn't it? No, I don't think so. I think it did. It... Okay, I'll go to find more toast. It's fine. I'll find it and I'll resend it. Um, but, yeah, the... Um... CBS Boston? This has got to be it now. This is the third one I will be playing. Okay. Well... Yeah, I think it's WBZ was the first one that I sent. That one is good, too. Because it's... Really, um, it's really incredible because even like the people moving in, like, seem to agree with what they're doing. Like, they because it's everybody there is living in pretend world, so they all yes. think it's like you know, they think it's a good thing, and the college thinks it's a good thing, they just don't want to have to pay them. But you know, they're thinking that they're so important and they're all playing pretend together, so like, really, the college is getting what they asked for through all this. Is it not loading still? It is a pre-roll here. It's a Bernie and Phil's or something. Oh, okay. So it's going to be a bit... I, you know, I just don't have anything good to... I, don't, I mean, it's the most spoiled class of people in the world. And this is progressivism in um, in Medford. And it's you got you see it in the streets of Boston, which is the way they But you think about it, too. Like, what the labor movement used to be when there used to be, like, Pinkertons and stuff and right. like they were in essentially like low level war for like the end of the 19th and beginning of the 20th in the century and instead they walk the picket line how far the unions have fallen WBZ's Christina Rex is live at Tufts tonight where Christina I know there's another rally underway Union busting. The one of the yeah, Lisa, says. it's been a long day for these RAs. These students are on strike. They started at seven o'clock this morning. Oh my goodness! And I can hear them. They're probably about a hundred yards from us, about to march this way for a rally that's supposed to cap off their day of striking today. It's certainly garnered a lot of attention from parents, faculty, and also students who are moving in today. Though those students tell me it didn't at all hamper their ability to move in. <laughs> okay, let's go up. College move-in day is full of emotion. Uh, <laughs> little sad. Yeah, it's a tough transition. I'm super excited, definitely nervous, but I think it's more just excited, so. This year at Tufts, add tension to the list. <laughs> Resident assistants are on strike on move-in day. See, they all support it. The union formed by... But really, if you're management, you say, wait a second, so they did this on move-in day, and things went swimmingly. <laughs> and that's our busiest day of the year. That's the when we need them the most. Yeah. Maybe we can eliminate the program, which is what they should do. Of course, they won't. Student RAs over the winter has been pushing for a contract that includes a stipend since February without any luck. Contract. I mean, it's disappointing. You know what I could use, Alice? Some attractive RAs. Here, I'm seeing a lot of people marching here and not a lot of pretty people. Let's go. Attractive female RAs, that is, in case you're wondering. Mm. For the first day. Supple was attractive. You know? They got to work out what they got to work out. Right now, RAs live for free as payment, a value between there nine we go. and twelve thousand dollars a year. Nine and twelve thousand dollars a year. RAs get free living, and that's what yeah. they get. What's your response to that? The reality is a little more complicated than I think what a lot of people like to say. Of, you know, oh, kid looks like Abby Hoffman. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I hate college. The reality is more complicated. It's more mm. complicated than you're getting I'm really a nine to twelve thousand dollar place to live for free. Ugh. 
This kid's name is David Whittingham. <laughs> uh, he needs are, a stipend. You know, a bunch of you know, pampered college students who want more money. About no. 70% <laughs> no. of RAs are on financial aid and work second jobs to get by the union. I'm seriously not pleased with how there are no hot co-eds in this. There aren't. No. The college student is not what they used to be. Unless you're like student athletes or something are so good looking. With the rising cost of higher ed, these students think a modest stipend ah, is fair. Now the blue hairs. Will not negotiate. In a statement, no. a university spokesperson no. said, we believe that a room and board plan both aligns with our values as an institution and is in line with best practices and industry standards across higher education. And universities increasingly rely on student labor as a way to, you know, as a cost-saving measure. You know, oh, God, on... it means he's like he's begun re reading his, like, communist canon now. It, you know, just by the look of these RAs who are not hot, I get the feeling. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. ...that, like, Florida State University is not having this problem. No. no, because I think that everybody's hot there and they're getting drunk and doing body shots and, you know, hanging just outside of the Taylor Swift concert and having the time of their lives rather than pretending mm -hmm. to be radicals. Oh, student labor that they'd otherwise have to pay adults a significant amount of money more for. I'm so I can't like this is like my, my, my 38th year of hearing every freaking college kid learn every cliche every year at the same time. <laughs> And it might be a little hard to hear them, but we can hear those students that rally coming in our direction. Now they're going to march I like through this campus reporter, to finish off the day. Christina Rex, coming at six. because she was Tums instigating. Did you hear her? School who's and I've done that too. Unionized. She needs to get we'll the right you quote. You know, just at the wind the person up. Tonight at six. For now, live in Medford, Christina Rex, WBZ News. <sighs> My goodness. Um, and I wanted, our kids, I wanted our kids to be Dumbo's. Jumbos. Jumbos, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> Dumbo is Jumbo Jr. Is that true? Yeah, because Jumbo died when he pushed a smaller elephant off of the train tracks to save his life. Oh, my goodness. What a noble elephant. Noble beast, I know. Uh, well, I'll take... You know what? All I would suggest is that these youths who are... I want. First of all, I want these, these youths who are causing all the trouble... Mm-hmm. In Boston, ramp it up before the school year starts. This is your final weekend. Cap it off this weekend. That's right. That's right. And oh, I want so much more of this for the universities. No, I think about the universities. I want mayhem in these blue cities. I want Boston ruined, just like San Francisco is. I have no use for any of these places anymore. All these blue cities are ruined. I want Hartford ruined. Ruined. Hartford, of course, they had... Uh, the bikers took over the street streets again, mm -hmm. and um, one of the bikers crashed into a car. One of the people on the bike died. Another person. These are motor bikes, not these are reg not. Yeah, these are dirt bikes. bikes. Right, the yeah, street yeah, takeovers. Another bikes, person. Bikes. Another person is in critical condition. The rest of the bikers, of course, took off. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, and so that that's another democratic experiment. There you go. There you go. It's like how many how many deaths of kids. And women, is it going to take before we realize the progressive experiment is no bueno? But that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. What else we got, else? I guess there's that viral video. Do you want to use done with this? So, you so um, I do want to talk briefly about Vivek and Mayor Pete as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so I did send us both of those also. So this video got unearthed uh, last night I, was when I started seeing it. So somebody found... Um, we'll start with Vivek. Yeah. Uh, he was in school. This is the 2004 Democratic primary and they did like a college tour where they brought these democratic candidates around so students could ask them questions and vivek asked um chris matthews and al sharpton the yeah. fat version this is pre-skinny sharpton question here go ahead reverend sharpton hello i'm vivek and i want to ask you uh, last week on the show we had senator Kerry, and this week and and the week before we had senator edwards and my question for you is of all the democratic candidates out there why should I vote for the one with the least political experience? Well, you shouldn't, because I have the most political experience. <laughs> I got involved in the political uh, movement. Yeah, yeah. So we I don't have to hear Sharpton's yeah, yeah, yeah. whole answer here. Um, you know, Vivek doesn't say anything else. But, the other one's um, to ridiculous. You know, there, like. there's a bunch of <clears throat> angles here. One is, you know, obviously he's interested in the democratic primary mm -hmm. um which like i'm kind of willing to forgive that because all young people are democrats because sure. they're stupid and plus you're and, just going to the event and the, yeah you're just going to the event and um you clearly if you're vivek you enjoy being at the center of attention which is what he's into um and you know and and then also a lot of attention on the fact that he asked about being the least politically experienced candidate in the race which clearly in this republican race that he's in today he also is um so but once again i don't think he like meant anything by i think he was just came up with a question to ask congressman why are you the only presidential candidate not attending tomorrow's youth oriented rock the vote forum and do you think young people's votes matter in your campaign they matter a lot that's why i'm here tonight and uh, i've got to be an yeah. So we have, we also on the same tour of college campuses had Mayor Pete asking Dick Gephardt a question um, on the campaign trail as well. So a lot of people have been saying that this means that this they're like Mayor Pete and Vivek are both like an op or they're like a CIA plant or whatever. Um, I'm not sure I'd go that far. I think they're a similar type of TED Talker type of person. Yes. Uh, who both, you know, probably went to good colleges. I think. If Pete, Mayor P was at Harvard in his video, I'm not sure where Vivek was, if it was the same place or where he was, but um, I think they both, you know, like being on stage and like being yes. the person asking the question. I think they both think they're very smart and I think that, you know, they, they have a similar like managerial class. And they are like talented in that way. They, 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 kind of vibe. They both have very similar, very... I mean, I don't know what Mayor Pete has done with his life. Vivek has built companies, supposedly, so that's a thing. But both of them seem very well, competent. Well, he was at McKinsey, right? And okay, he but... served in the... Was he in the Navy, or am I stereotyping? Pete? Mayor Pete? He was in the something. Maybe he was. But he was somehow managed to get himself on land with a gun. Um, Karine Jean-Pierre has been making the uh, rounds. I think this is all because people are saying Biden's too old. So she's going out there and telling people that Biden is absolutely super... Competent. The only problem is that she's super incompetent, so she doesn't. She doesn't. She's not really good at doing it. <laughs> we just heard from the FEMA director today. She is worried about running out of funding. Understandably, she called on Congress to to approve the request for another twelve billion dollars in disaster funds, so emergency relief efforts are not impacted at all. We should note, uh, Corrine, that request for relief is paired, is combined with requests for more aid for Ukraine, which is more controversial. Uh, to many uh, in Congress, it might be a sticking point for them. Why not separate the FEMA dollars from the Ukraine dollars uh, so you don't have that problem for those who need this FEMA money as soon as possible? So the administrator came into the briefing room. She laid that out uh, for the reporters in the room, for Americans who are watching, and she said she'll have more to say. Look, as it re in regards to the supplemental uh, funding that the president has asked for, I don't want to get into hypotheticals. The president put forward what he thinks is incre incredibly important that we need. Don't get into hypotheticals. There's more of Kareem. But how it is hard for us to keep up with this president uh, who is constantly, constantly working every day to get things done and making sure that we are delivering for the American people. And that's what, and I think that's what matters. I get it. I get what you're asking me, but the record matters too, Jake. 
Um, that's not great. I and mean, basically, there should be somebody. Uh, there, there should be somebody. There should be colleagues. There should be congressmen who are doing this stuff. And I think a lot of them are probably shying away, saying, "If we're going to drop this guy, I'm not going to be the last guy to endorse him." Mm-hmm. Especially if they do him drop. It's been thirty. Uh, sorry, two years since the uh, the um, service people, servicemen got blown up in Afghanistan when Biden yeah. was. Uh, there, uh, this father gave uh, quite a gold star. Father gave quite a, a talk. Not a single person has been held accountable. Our so-called leader can't seem to even utter their names in public, not even once. Mr. Biden has run his entire political campaign for 50 years as the family man. Well, I've got news for you, sir. The curtain has been lifting, and that campaign slogan will never work again. We have seen what's going on in your family. And even worse, we've seen how you've been treating us as Gold Star families. And there couldn't be anything more disgusting and cowardly than the way you have treated us. You are a disgrace to this nation. You have no business having ultimate command over our military. And I regret not saying that to your face when I had the opportunity in Dover. I felt it more, like, more important to bite my tongue. But I also had more important things on my mind at that time, like receiving my son's lifeless body stateside. While I stood there on the tarmac watching you check your watch over and over again, all I wanted to do was shout out, it's 2-f***-30, But out of respect to the other grieving families, I bit my tongue once again. This dad says that like somebody who said that before. (laughs) It's real. It's believable, yes. Well, as you could probably tell by now, I'm done biting my tongue. You, sir, stole their lives, their futures, their dreams, and have ripped apart 13 families. You cannot even man up and admit that. It's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. He gaslights. You, sir, gave us all the title Gold Star Family. You, sir, discredit honor and integrity. Two years later, there are things I find myself thinking about. Where and what was Biden's logic sneaking out of Bagram in the middle of the night before ever getting a single Afghan partner or American civilian out? This is the purest definition of intentional negligence. This is just one of many irresponsible and negligent decisions coming from the White House. In addition, leaving behind billions of dollars, our finest military hardware... So anyway, so um, you know, obviously, embers for impeachment. I mean, it's, it, it, I mean it, where's the media on this? Do you remember how much the media was like way into Gold Star families mm-hmm. in 2016 when Donald Trump got into some beef with that Gold Star family? Yep. Do you remember that? Of course. Um, and like the media was like Gold Star. Can you imagine Go- Trump? said something bad about a gold star fa- a gold star family said bad things about Trump doesn't that matter all about gold star family where are the where's the press now that there are 13 gold star families that have a problem with Biden yeah uh yeah no it, of course of course I mean, they're gross there's no press these people are gross here's KJP again Green, um question on a big election topic transgender rights former governor Nikki Haley and presidential candidate says quote the idea that we have biological boys playing in girls sports it is the women's issue of our time does the president agree that this is a women's rights issue so we've talked about this many times this is the title nine uh, specifically uh, look um, and again, we've talked. This is a really good kitchen table issue. This is a really mm-hmm. good kitchen table issue. Uh, I'm not sure, or, or don't care how it polls. This is about girls being denied opportunities for boys who are making pretend, right. who are either a holes or nuts. I'm sorry. Um, and it, this is for her to answer anything but sternly on the side of women. It's a great issue for Republicans. Talked about this multiple times. It's a complicated issue, and it's there not, are not complicated at all. Uh, the Department of Education proposed a rule, as you know. Uh, that said, it is complicated for them mm-hmm. because they've constructed this rubric here that they're now entwined in. There's no real good way to get out because right. it's not based on anything. Logical. Because they've said Title IX, which was responsible for making girls' sports a thing particularly in college and is the way a lot of women pay to go to college now is through title nine and sports by 
now they're claiming that Title IX means the opposite of what they said it always meant, and it means that girls don't have the opportunity to compete. Uh, that gives schools the flexibility to establish their own uh, athletics uh, policies. And so while establishing uh, guardrails, right, to, to prevent discrimination against transgender kids. And that is something that is in incredibly important uh, uh, that the president wants to make sure that we also uh, do that as well. So I'm just not going to get ahead of that as Once again. against transgender kids. And that uh, policies. And so while establishing uh, guardrails, right, to, to prevent discrimination against transgender kids. And that is. But we're not establishing guardrails to prevent discrimination against girls. Yeah. Or other kinds of discrimination. This, there's the sports issue. There is um, a sorority in Wyoming that a judge just dismissed their lawsuit because a dude joined their sorority and they complained that he was sexually harassing them and peeking in on them when they were naked or in the bathroom or whatever. And they sued Which, to try the way, and get this as, guy as, as Generation who's pretending... X sells, I'm not sure if you have this or maybe you do a little bit of Generation mm -hmm. X, I can tell you, is when you're a guy with sorority girls, that is job one is to see them naked. Yeah, that is the, their are... entire genre of movies from the late seventies to through the eighties, even into the nineties, with just that goal. We and... need to see the girls naked. What a zany hijinks can we do to make that happen? Well, right, and not that there aren't people who don't really experience gender dysphoria, but I do think that there are dudes that are weird and desperate and autistic enough to grow their hair a bit longer, claim to be transgender, and join the sorority to see the girls naked. Yes. I mean, I think that's a possibility. Well, I think that was the... So anyway, the judge just dismissed their lawsuit and said that they're not going to get involved in trying to define women. It's too hard. So they're done with that. But just to tell you, too, um, to go back briefly to, like, the media and how absolutely disgusting the media is, um, I was... Once again, astonished. AP is just going to become my source of like all shocking articles that I read from now on. Because um, here's what AP came out with today. As you know, there was um, a racist shooting in Jacksonville. Yes. We're not allowed to know what motivated the Waukesha Christmas parade attack or, you know, the trans shooter in Nashville attack or any of the. We can't know that's too dangerous, but we know that this, there was a racist shooting in Jacksonville, Florida. This is what the AP writes Tallahassee, Florida, AP. Ron DeSantis scoffed when the NAACP issued a travel advisory this spring warning black people to use extreme care when traveling to Florida. Just three months later, DeSantis is leading his state through the aftermath of a racist attack that left three African Americans dead. A plus B <laughs> equals C. See? See? Ron DeSantis did that the NAACP issued a travel advisory for Florida. They didn't issue a travel advisory for Chicago. No. They didn't issue one for the Caribbean Festival in Boston, where a bunch of black people were also shot. Uh, they didn't issue travel advisories for anywhere. Black leaders in Florida and across the nation say they're outraged by his actions and rhetoric ahead of the shooting. Governor DeSantis has created and pushed a narrative of division and hate that is anti-black, said Reverend Jeffrey Rumlin, pastor of the Dayspring Church in Jacksonville. See? He did that. Well, yeah, because he said that there were some slaves who then used the skills they learned while being slaves to, once they were emancipated, make livings for themselves and succeed in life. That right there tells racists mm -hmm. to go shoot people. Yep, that's what it says right here. He's been criticized by Republican rivals on the new... This is why Tim Scott and other people who bought into the media's narrative on the stupid... Mm -hmm. uh, um, on the stupid education standards like are not ready for primetime and dealing with the media because they're completely honest. He's been criticized by other Republicans on Florida's new education standards on slavery while losing ground against former President Donald Trump, the frontrunner in the GOP primary. Ever defiant, DeSantis' team rejected suggestions Ever that, defiant. that he did not adequately condemn the shooting and has more broadly ignored the concerns of the state's African-American community. The other thing racing up the internet is this 12-year-old Jaden who was kicked out of class in Colorado Springs for having a Gadsden flag patch, which the school determines has origin with slavery. 
Do they know what the Gadsden flag is? It's a historical flag. So there, um, the reason that they do not want the flag, the reason we do not want the flag displayed, is due to its origins with the slavery and slave trade. That is what was... Um, has no associations with She's the now saying type. this while sitting under an American flag. So everything in this country, um, you know, was adjacent to slavery. It was everywhere. But the Gadsden flag is definitely right. not associated right. with slavery. It's it about giving the middle to... finger to somebody else. It's not... The Gadsden flag. The don't tread on me. Okay. Um, and that's Okay, so he, he, um, he's, what's going to happen if he doesn't take it off? He, I mean, he is able to go. I was actually just telling him, like, I was upset that he was missing so much school. I'm like, ah, so. Sorry, you have to miss so much school, but the Gadsden flag. Sorry, you have to miss so much school, but COVID. No, 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 it's you who's doing it. Right. It's not the Gadsden flag or COVID. It's you. These people, they, whatever. Right, and I would have no problem if they were like, we're having no political flags in school whatsoever. But, of course, I'm sure the school has no problem with everybody wandering around with the Progress Pride flag and the Black Lives Matter flag and every other flag. But anything that's remotely right-wing is associated with slavery. I'm telling you, they're going to push to make the American flag, you know, too toxic and problematic to have of course. in schools. You know who's canceled, Alice, who I do not like... One one minute is who's canceled. Who's canceled is Hannah Nealman. I'm not sure I know who that is. She is uh, lives on a farm in Utah. Utah. Uh, she, oh yes, I do know. Who she that is. is the new Mrs. America winner, and this is Problemo. Step up to the mic. I'll read it for you twice. When have you felt the most empowered? When have you felt the most empowered? I have felt this feeling seven times now as I bring these sacred souls to the earth after I hold that newborn baby in my arms. The feeling of motherhood and bringing them to the earth is the most empowering feeling I have ever felt. Ooh, I don't like that. One, that she won and that a transgender woman didn't win, but also, two, she's rubbing it in the face of transgender women mm -hmm. that they can't bring them to Earth. I know. She has seven kids. Ugh. Ridiculous. Cancel. Sayonara. All right, Alice. Um, what is the hot sauce? The hot sauce is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. They, of course, bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Uh, where you can leave a message on the chat chat. So Chrissy and I were sitting here thinking, um, if you guys decided to, um, what you were going to name your new born kid yet. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we haven't really heard anything about it. So we were just curious and asked the question, you know, that baby's going to come flying out soon. Wee! <laughs> it is. It is. Anytime now. Well, not anytime now, like in eight, nine weeks, probably. Um, Alice is looking at Vandy. <sighs> that's my front runner uh we discussed a bunch more this week and weekend uh but i don't know that we got that far really um uh i think i half convinced you that i like luke possibly what were your thoughts on luke uh luke hurley is on this cup right here Luke, although I, I didn't see him that often. I think he was still here. Luke Hurley is tricky because it could also be Lou Curley. I know, but he was Luke. Very funny guy. Kind of like, mm -hmm. um, he did graduate with us, right? I like the name Luke. I like the name Martin. I forget if you ever answered me about Martin. Yes or no? Martin, um. um I don't know. We threw some more out there. I like Roland. Roland, Robin, um, what else did I throw out there? I don't remember. You said Walter. I don't like Walter. I said Wilfred. You didn't like Wilfred. You don't like Walter? Walter's Fritz. Fritz just called. 
Fritz isn't Walter. Yes, it is. No. Luke Curley. Yeah, he's on here. Luke. Fritz uh, is no, Ronald. No, for Luke. Although he was lucky then because of the Star Wars franchise. I mean, he hit the jackpot. Little did he know. Mm-hmm. Fritz is... The, there's Fr- Walter Mondale was Fritz Mondale. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Tom, I was wondering when you were going to have your brother on the burn barrel. My brother. I know Kirk's had his brothers on in the past. Kirk has just one brother, though. That's different. I think Tom's brother wants no part of being on the burn barrel. Kirk and I both have one brother. That is, uh, if you've been listening. Um, Wondering when uh, your brother would make his debut on the burn barrel. My brother is so profoundly disinterested in being on this burn barrel. He is zero part of it. He enjoys listening to it. He listens to it, but he wants... And some of his friends listen to it, but yeah, no, he does not want to be on it. My brother, put him next to my kids with saying... My brother lives in a different world and the stuff that he is... My brother had a tirade the other day. What was his tirade about? About some... Some 90s song. My brother has no time... Culturally, he and I have very different beliefs. Like, I like part, some of the 90s I embraced and like Gen X stuff and like a little bit of slacker stuff. And like, I, I, I bought OK Cola, you know, when it came out. I was like, mm-hmm. well, this is about my generation, man. And uh, like, I bought Newsweek with Eddie Vedder on it, whatever. But there was some song that came out from the night. My brother had no, oh no, I had no time for that. No time for like what we were all doing, alt grunge stuff and like was it fast Abercrombie car and whatever. That he hadn't heard of? No, no, no. He started that. That was eighties. But, oh. but so um, he had no time for that stuff. He dipped into Friends when it first came out, like when the monkey was mm-hmm. on it. Then I think he was out of there. Um, so yes, no. He my my brother in the nineties went to I believe more than one Yanni concert. So. You know, he's only 23 at the time, but he was hanging with the 43-year-olds in that sense. So, yes, he has no... He's absolutely wholly disinterested. I, I, can, I can assure you. <laughs> he wouldn't have... He wouldn't... He doesn't... Yeah. First of all, his he's a computer guy, so his mind has been... In my opinion, I don't want to slander him. He's using his brain for better stuff than yeah. we are, he, mostly. He's created what? stuff that's helped the world. <laughs> Hi, Steve from Merrimack. Hey, Hey, Steve. Steve. You know, it was interesting. You were discussing the Kirk Minahan producer situation. And Mm -hmm. uh, you said you were going to have to come up with something uh, good because that guy, you know, already came out as gay. Yes. And you Mm -hmm. asked Alice, should I, uh, should I come out as a pedophile? Right. And my first thought was, you mean again? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, how dare you? Oh, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. It is so good to not be a pedophile. It is so good. Imagine like, <laughs> knowing at any one being attracted to kids is would be like a kind of distraction you don't want. Two, knowing that somebody could find out that I'm a pedophile at any second. Right. It's not a good thing to be. No, people don't like. They list you in the town as well. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a tough. That's bad for the brand. True. So like, you know what? Alice, I might have been the last one in this class, but this one you can put on my headstone. <laughs> Not a pedophile. At least he wasn't a pedophile. <laughs> That's it. It's my legacy. Lost in all the craziness yes. of Justin being asked to leave the KMS show. T- so I didn't hear this. This, this is, is a, today. This is, yes. I knew that he was going to. That I heard they refused the job. I, I did not hear this. So this is um, this is what's it called when you spoil alert? So you, so you were spoiling this for me, Steve. Let the record show. We were busy today, so I didn't have a chance to listen to the, that show. But because I don't like the concept of spoiler alerts, I think people should be able to talk about stuff, and sometimes stuff gets I spoiled. I like spoilers. Yeah. Today, and people already knowing that Tommy Quinlan likes to go to the Blue Oyster, mm-hmm. is the fact that you got whacked. From being the producer, Tom, and it was so quick that I don't even think anybody really noticed that Kirk crossed your name off. What? Unbelievable! I was crossed off. This is this is like getting fired by Trump and finding out on Twitter. I had no idea. 
I've been crossed off by, by the way, I've been unblocked. So to me, that tells me that's an entreaty saying that I'm pretty much. He really wants you to be the He producer. wants me to reach out. That's what I, DM him. <laughs> okay. DM him, which I will do. So, Tom, was the story of the 35-year-old in the pool, your Clark W. Griswold vacation moment? Oh. That's a that's Christy Brinkley uh, in her prime. I realize that we're, that she still looks good. But, uh, no, we did not make a connection. Uh, that was a that was a near that was a close. Tom was call. afraid to make. A I was afraid to make a connection. <laughs> and as if she had like come over and like talked to me and fallen for me, and then I was like stuck there. Then you had to emerge from the pool. Yeah, I'd be like, oh no, I'll meet you inside. She's like, it's been four and a half hours. Like, are you sure? Like, yeah, it's fine. That's fine. <laughs> as you crouch. Your thighs <laughs> screaming. Sorry, sir. We're doing routine pool maintenance. We're gonna have to drain it. I have to like schlep down towards the deep end and like keep going lower with it. Matter of fact, I think I just have to strangle her as before the time, right? That's what you do, right? I'm not endorsing okay. that. Well, I don't. There are things I need to learn. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, appreciate it so much. There was a new All You Can Eat podcast out today as well. Um, if you want to join us for the live chat. Um, you can do that at patreon.com slash You also get some extra content each week if you do that. If you prefer watching or listening for free, that's also totally cool. You can do that at burnbarrelpodcast.com. We're on YouTube, Rumble, all the podcast apps, wherever you like Say to listen. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.